I'm the person that you don't want to end up like, but if you do end up like, you can look like me, right? Okay. Well, welcome to the Like No Other podcast. Uh, um, we have here with us uh, the one and only Joseph Ford, or Hello, uh, like he calls himself uh, Titanium Tarzan. Yes. How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Very pleased to have you here with me. And um, you are going to share with us a little bit your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what I know is that you, 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 you're a former soccer player ah, yes. and uh, you're a husband and a father. Yes. And uh, you are very passionate motorcycle <laughs> rider. <laughs> yes. That's as much as I'm going to re- reveal here, but uh, the rest is up to you to share with us. But why don't okay. you start uh, by telling us a little bit about where you're from and... Uh, and so on, where this okay. all started. Okay, so as you already introduced, my name is Joseph. Um, I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago. I migrated to the United States actually to play soccer, but um, soon realized that I was too old, right? So I had to have a backup plan. So what I did was I majored in accounting and I minored in finance. So I just had to have a backup plan. Even though I was still pursuing soccer, I still wanted to like have a backup plan just in case things didn't go well. And um, out of college, I pursued my accounting degree again, and I ended up falling into the field of compliance for banking. Been doing that since, since, since I graduated until the accident, actually. Um, as you already know, I have a son. He is gonna be 10 in December. I have a wife, I've been married for about five years. I mean, I hope I got that right. I know she hears that she might trust me if I don't, but I hope I got it right. Um, also, and then the accident actually happened in 2019. It was June 23rd. It was one of the best riding days ever, to be honest. Um, I had a whole plan set up for that day. We was gonna go to like a motorcycle event that evening, but the day prior, I was at a wedding one of my best friend's wedding, and it was the time of our lives. I'm just so happy that I ate so well the night before because I spent 46 days in the hospital and the food kind of had to last me because I wasn't able to eat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were driving home on the New Jersey Turnpike heading, heading down south, and my wife was driving behind me. I was on my motorcycle. I commuted to the wedding on a, on a motorcycle. And as she's driving behind me, it so happened that this driver... I guess, didn't see me. You know, motorcycles are hard to be seen anyway. They didn't see me. And when they merged, the back bumper on the left side clipped my front tire. And mm. when it clipped the front tire, in that moment, everything slowed down. You, I felt like it was three seconds. It was it felt like, but it felt like eternity because I had to make a determination on how to fall so that I don't die. I, it's, it might sound crazy, but I, you, you have this you have an opportunity to choose how you go out. So in that moment, I said to myself, well, if I hit the brake too hard, my wife could potentially run me over, right? And I didn't want to go out like that. I didn't want her to remember me in that kind of manner if I did die. But I knew that I was going to fall and I knew I was going to fall very hard. I just didn't know if I was going to survive. So I chose the best route. The first one was if I break, she ran me over. I said, no, if I lean the bike to the left, the car next to me could potentially run me over. But so I exited that plan. The third one was me kind of leaning the bike 
so that I can let the bike skate out and then I could fall off. When I decided, I decided to take number, option number two because the car next to me started braking, which gave me more room to get away from it. So mm-hmm. at that moment, I'm like, oh my God, I'm actually about to save it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fall. But that car kept merging and merging and then just ended up clipping me. So it clipped me now in that, in mid flip, I decided to say, you know what? I'm gonna clinch my teeth because just in case I survive, I wanna be able to talk to my wife. I don't wanna lose my tongue, right? So I said, okay, clinch my teeth. But then there's a space between my private area and the tank. And that, once I hit the brake or the impact, it caused that to jam. So that means I shattered everything down there. Oh. So I don't know if you've ever been playing with your um, family or anything or the soccer ball. You ever get a soccer ball to your private area? What It takes your soul away, man. Like, mm. it hurts so bad. But in that moment, mm. you don't really, you can't do anything because you're flying. It's happening so fast. It's not like I can hold my private and be like, ah, it's like, oh. And then the next one was, I end up flipping completely over. I hit the back of my head. And I think that's what passed. That's, that's caused me to pass out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I remember feeling my body shaking, shaking on the floor, shaking and sliding. And then I slid straight into the guardrail. And the guardrail was what took my leg off like butter immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Took my left leg off. And part of my right leg was like shattered. I have images. You've seen it on Instagram. I, I'm not sure if you've seen mm-hmm. it, but it's on Instagram where yeah. it's like a bunch of meat exposed and I had full leathers on. I had my full motorcycle gear on. So if I didn't have that on, I, I didn't stand a chance of surviving, right? So now I'm wrapped around the pole, I'm standing in the sky, I'm moving my tongue through my teeth and my mouth and I could feel little brittle pieces of it. At first I thought it was asphalt, but then later on thinking about it now is definitely teeth because I shattered my, fir- my front four, the back, I lost the tooth, I lost maybe like three teeth and then shattered like nine of them. It was crazy, man. And th- but that's, that was the worst of my problems. Right. So fast forward, I'm standing in the sky, looking at the sky. I'm like, my God, it's such a beautiful day. And then I see my wife hovering over me. But I could tell by the look in her face that something was wrong and something was bad because she doesn't really, she doesn't know how to really wear her emotions. Like, you know, when something happens crazy, some people can be calm. My wife is not a calm person. So I could tell that something was wrong. So I'm telling her, I was like, hey, baby, can you pick me up? She's like, no, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I was like, why can't you? She's like, I can't. I'm like, okay, I guess I passed out again. But then I remember people tugging and pulling and foot. And I guess they were trying to tie my legs up to stop the bleeding. So I'm feeling my body move like that. But as I tried to move in a system, nothing was working. Everything shut down in my body. So I'm like, the first thing I could think about is, man, I just came back from India from implementing a project for my job. So I'm thinking, oh my God, that project is due. Would, would I ever get to finish it, right? The, uh, I remember it being done. The accident was June, 2019. I remember the project being due in July. So that was the first thing I, I, I thought about. Then I thought about my son. I was like, he's home. Would I ever get to see him again? Oh my God, I may not get to see my son anymore. And then I thought about my wife. Wow, she's going to be by herself if I die. Joseph, what did you do? What did you get yourself into now? This motorcycle is really causing a lot in your life right now. So fast forward, I passed out. And then I woke up again. And I saw the chopper. When I saw the helicopter, that's when I knew that things were bad. Because that means they had to transport me very quickly. Um, the lady came out to me. And I only had a few breaths left in my, in my, in my system. You know when you're dying when you run out of breath, right? Like you literally, you feel like you're dying. It's hard to explain, but you know when you're dying. So 
I said to her, hey, I don't have much breath left. I'm going to give you all my information. I told her my name, where I worked at, my phone number, my wife's phone number, where we live, who's my son. And that was it. She did a really good job in retaining all that information. She wrote it down. Fast forward, three days later, I wake up in a hospital. So that's when on, on, I even have an Instagram where they're taking the tubes out of my throat, right? As they're taking it out, I remember hearing voices saying, okay, Joe, we need you to breathe. This lady's saying, okay, Joe, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt a little bit. But I, I'm like, what's going on? I, I was just riding a motorcycle. And now people are telling me things to do. I, my, I don't, I can't move. I'm, I feel like I'm trapped to the bed. And my wife is, I can hear a soft voice. She's saying, Joe, it's gonna be, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. But I can't talk. So as they pull the tubes out of my mouth, I started like throwing up. Like it was all a bunch of bile and everything within me. As I threw it up now, I couldn't breathe. It, it was hard to explain. Like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't breathe. But eventually they was able to put the suction in my mouth and get all that stuff out. And then she said to me, the nurse said to me, Joseph, we need you to talk. And I was like, okay. They're like, say something. So I tried saying my name. I was like, Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. But my voice wouldn't come out because I guess that's been in my sister's my throat for so long. Mm. So it, it finally came out like, Joseph. I'm like, what mm. the heck is wrong with my voice? So in my head, I'm like, man, is this going to be my voice for the rest of my life? It was very high pitched. Mm. And I'm like, I guess I could live with it. I mean, I'm here. I have, a, I have a girl voice now, cool. But eventually with time, it started coming. It was like, Joseph, 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 Joseph. Mm-hmm. It started coming into play. Um, spent 46 days in the hospital. End up, my oh, injuries broke. Yeah, I broke my neck, my back. Um, lost my spleen, ruptured some organs, fractured my private area, um, lost my left leg. And I was supposed to be a double amputee. But what they did was they use parts of the left leg to rebuild the right leg and they put in the x-fix and it's crazy so now every so often they'll come to the room to check me and they'll touch the top of my foot the right foot and say do you have feeling in it but every time they came i just i couldn't feel anything they say wiggle your toes i'm trying to i can't wiggle them mm-hmm. so i'm like man what's going on they was like well in time it's such a such a, a drastic um, injury that things will come in time Mm-hmm. It's three years later now, and I still feel the same pain that I left the hospital with. When I walk, I have to hold my breath to walk. Um, it's, it's intense, 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 intense pain that I deal with every single day. And that's the right foot. That's not even the left foot that was amputated. When the amputation, when the amputated leg starts acting up, then that's like skin irritations. You know, uh, you're familiar mm-hmm. with it because your business partner is an amputee mm-hmm. as well it gets crazy and the skin is ridiculous. But for me, if that's not painting, then it's my back. If it's not my back, it's my stomach. If my stomach is my right foot. So I have to distribute my pain ever. I can't, I'm mm-hmm. never not in pain. Either. Like I'm always, always in pain. So for me now, I'm like, well, what's the sense in me living like this, right? Because this is a life filled with pain. During mm-hmm. my transition, I had a heaven and hell experience, right? So I spent three days, fighting for my life in hell is what I would call it. How I knew it was hell, it was because it didn't feel like, one, I didn't feel like I belonged there. And number two, everything was just ugly. So most of us, mm. we were told that heaven and hell, hell is like, you see a devil with horns and you see flames and you see all this stuff. I think hell is a matter, it's a, it's a mindset thing, right? It's just whatever thoughts you have that are negative or whatever things you know to be negative is what you're gonna be filled with over there, right? So what I started seeing was, I saw, think of a mannequin 
where it's like a mannequin face, but the eyes, the indentation for the eyes are there, but there's no eyes there, nose, mouth, people with hoodies on. And there's different creatures. I remember seeing like a black panther. I saw Egyptian stuff. I saw a bunch of different things that are historic, but it was like a war. Now it had those people versus my people. And my people were people who were like disabled, who had some type of deformed kind of image where whatever it was, people were telling them, hey, you're ugly. You can't do it. You suck. You're, you're, you're a horrible person. You'll never be great. And it was just a bunch of crazy negative filled words that made me feel like, it makes you feel like this is ugly. This is the ugliest thing I've ever felt in my entire life. There's no pain that can compare to the mental ugliness that's going on there. So one mm -hmm. time to this one person, I said, hey, you don't have to take that from this person. You are beautiful. Because now looking at me, I'm like, the way I see this amputation is like, yes, I am an amputee. Yes, I'm disabled. But it's almost like I can fit in with the regular folks because I look regular. I carry myself regular. I come across as regular. But deep inside, once I turn that Instagram off, I have a really, really crazy life that I can relate to people who are disabled, right? So in mm -hmm. that situation, I'm talking to them. I was like, hey, it's almost like they looked at me like, who are you to tell me that I'm good? But when they looked at my parents, it's like, oh, you're one of us, right? So I motivated mm -hmm. her. And then before you know it, she gained strength to fight back. The first night I lost because I didn't, I didn't motivate enough people. The second night I motivated more people. We still lost, but my team got bigger. The third night, I felt confident knowing that, hey, the more people I motivate, the more people I inspire is the more good that I get. And this is in hell. Mm -hmm. Third mm -hmm. night, we were successful. We clashed. We won. It's like, bam. I woke up now, and I'm like, well, I did it. But mm -hmm. I didn't. Am I in heaven? I was in the hospital bed. I'm like, What's, what, what is going on? You know? Mm -hmm. I'm, I was confused. And then I looked, I looked forward to going back to sleep again. But when I went back to sleep, I didn't get to see the heaven and hell experience anymore. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm stuck here. Okay, so whatever that was, interesting. Before you know it, I told my wife about the story and then she's like trying to clean me up. She puts a white warm rag on my face and I pass out. And when I pass out, I wake up this beautiful place, right? I'm talking about, it was the most cleanest, clearest, I've never wow. been in a place so beautiful. Like I'm talking about, I'm sitting on the floor. I can, I can remember like yesterday, I'm sitting on the floor. Mm. To my left is a little high mountain, not a mountain, like a high um, concrete wall. People are top there. There's people in front of me. There's a couple in front of me smiling. And I looked at my legs. I didn't have my legs. So mm. I was like, well, if this is heaven, I thought I had my legs, I'll be able to walk and run and do all that cool stuff. But I didn't have it. However, I didn't feel the pain associated with it. And I didn't care to walk. I could have sat there for the rest of my life and be happy. Like, like that's, that's what it felt like. And then I remember looking at the person in front of me. I'm like, he was smiling and his teeth were so white. I'm like, oh my God. I looked at the left, but I can't hear voices, but I can see actions. This person, this, this couple to my left is dressed in white and navy blue. And they look so beautiful. Everybody looks happy, curly, curly brown hair. And then there's like a garden, right? So the, the, the plants are extra green. The, uh, the leaves are extra green. The flowers within it is extra red, extra purple. Whatever color it was, was just very vibrant. And I'm like, mm -hmm. ah, yes, I made it. I made it. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is where I feel comfortable. This is where I need to be. So I got comfortable. Before you know it, I'm back out of it. My wife removes the cloth. I'm awake. I'm like, wait. I'm like, Nick. You know, I was like, Nick, put me. I need to go back. I started crying. I was like, Nick, I need to go back. I don't want to live here. I don't want to be here. I need to go back where I just experienced. He's like, Joe, what are you talking about? I'm like, 
am I going mm-hmm. crazy? What's going on? And then I was like, can you put that cloak back in my face again? She put it back. It never came back. It never mm-hmm. came back. So I felt like me personally, for my story, I got to mm-hmm. experience a version of hell. I got to experience my version of heaven. And I know what got me out of hell. It was me motivating people and pushing people. So now I flipped it. I came to Instagram and I started doing what I wanted to do. I started pushing, putting the bike out there, wearing the bike, riding the bike, showing people that I could still do it. I didn't yeah, do anything. That's anymore. pretty amazing. Uh, you. So, so you, you went pretty much right away to riding your bike? Um, it took me about, I got my leg, I was discharging in August. I got my leg in October and I was riding. I did my first ride in January, like not official, Three but months. I bought my, yeah, I bought my sister's bike to just to feel the balance. I have footage of mm-hmm. it and it was good, but I didn't own a bike yet because I had crashed mine. So what yeah. I did was I had to buy a bike and then learn it. But this is where the story gets tricky. And I feel like you and I will have to talk another day about this, but I had to mm-hmm. buy a bike. And when I bought my motorcycle, I bought it behind my wife's back. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it got really interesting and that happened because i was desperate because i knew that throughout my entire experience mm-hmm. riding that motorcycle gave me the energy that i needed to keep pushing right it's okay. i i lost the ability to do everything either like i i was a i was a soccer fanatic i dreamt of playing soccer with my son every single day and then mm-hmm. that was just stripped from me and not mm-hmm. only that was it stripped he's still involved in the sports. So it's like a, it's like they rubbing it in my face. And for me, I don't see it as, ah, oh, oh, fuck, I hate it. It's more so I get to see my son play like I used to play. And it, it sometimes it kills me because you would ask me, hey, dad, can you show me this? Can you show me this? You, you was good. I see videos of you. Can you demonstrate it? And to, to really say, well, I'm sorry, I cannot because I'm physically unable to. Mm. I wish that on no man, Ito. I wish that on nobody. Your identity. Yeah, it kills me. Mm. Yeah. Talking about it. Like you say, the connection with your son. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it it was just too intense. So I had to find myself again. And I knew that the motorcycle was the way. Now I don't ride the same. I ride very militant on the street. Even before the accident, I was very militant. Even when I crashed, everybody was like, How did he crash? Of all people, he's one of the best riders, better riders in the area. How did it happen? So when I bought the bike, Believe it or not, I passed by the same crash site and the same exact cut became available. The same cut that I took that took me out came available. Now, in my mindset, I was like, you know what? I have to, I have to do it again to see if it was my fault or not. Just the instinct in me. And when I did it and I made the cut, I'm like, I knew it was my fault. Number two, it served as a form of closure for me because I'm like, yo, I'm back. I knew it wasn't me. I get to finally make it home now because I never made it home on two, on two wheels that day. So my ride back home was amazing. I'm crying in my helmet. I'm like, yes, I was successful. I passed it. I felt good. I felt a great amount of energy. However, my wife still didn't know I was riding a motorcycle. You understand what I'm saying? So I had to drop the motorcycle into storage, go back home now. My wife is like, wow, you're extra happy today. You feel good. You look good. You look great. I'm like, yeah, baby, I'm back. I'm feeling good. She's like, what changed? I'm like, I just feel good. I didn't tell her because if I told her, Marnie, she saw me crash. I could dare not. And she said, if I was to ever ride again, she would want to get a divorce, right? So mm-hmm. cool. Now, fast forward a little bit. My buddy who helped me get the bike was like, hey, I want to go back riding with you again, man. I was like, let's go. Let's go get a bike then. We get a bike. 
that morning I told my wife, mind you, the bikes are in storage. I told my wife, hey, I'm going to go to the gym real quick. But me and my bro is going to go for riding. We was going to catch a sunset by the beach. It was going to be amazing. Good energy for me. I get to come back home and be with my wife, dealing with all this pain and sadness and depression. Cool. So my wife was like, okay, be safe. We're riding in the back roads. This is a back road where people only go fishing once a month type stuff. I'm talking it's crazy lonely. As we're riding through the turns, we hit this corner and it was extra sharp. And for me, being a skilled rider, I'm like, ooh, that was extra sharp. My buddy doesn't ride as much. I hit him on, on the comms. I said, hey, you need to hit this corner very sharp because I know you're coming in hot. Take it low. He's like, okay. Two seconds later, I said, I heard him say, oh, S-H-I-T. I'm like, what the? So I look back. I see his bike skating across the road, bang, into the guardrail, and he flies. And in my head, I'm like, no, that did not just happen. Because one, my wife doesn't know I'm riding. Two, if he's dead, how do I explain this to my wife? You understand what I'm saying? So I, I pull the bike, I park it, and I get off the bike, and journalist rushing. As I'm walking to his bike, my legs feel heavy. I'm like, what the hell? My back, I feel the rods in my back. I'm like, oh, Joe, you are injured. I forgot that I had, I'm on the bike. On the bike, I don't feel injured. On the bike, I feel complete. I feel like old Joe again. But when I got off, I'm like, oh my God. So I'm talking to God. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my God, please, please, please. Let, let this be a dream. Let me wake up. Never woke up. I'm like, okay, please give me the strength to pick this bike up. This bike is 500 pounds. I can barely lift a cell phone, Ethel. But I'm trying to lift this bike up. I saw his shoes in the middle of the road. I'm like, what is going on? I'm screaming at him. I'm like, yo, Dre, Dre, pick up, man. Pick up. This is not a joke, man. I need to answer me. And he's a dude that will always respond to me. And the fact that he wasn't made me worry. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I got the strength. I picked the bike up. I felt the rods in my back pulling. I'm like, I'm willing to die for this because I need to know what's going on. I'm already, I'm already in a bad situation. I'm going to get a divorce. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose my bike. I'm going to, at this point, I just need to know if my best friend's alive. I push the bike to the side. This is, mind you, this is six, seven months after my crash. I, sh- I have no right being on a motorcycle, man. Like, literally, what am I doing, right? Push the bike to the side. I look in the water. I see my buddy under the water, helmet floating. I'm like, I have to go in there to save him? Little old me? Like, what am I even doing? I go in the water, get him out. We stayed there for like 15 minutes. He was under the water. I don't know how he survived, but I had to pull him out. As I'm pulling him out, that's the closest I've ever helped any man to me, to my chest area. And I'm looking at him. I took the helmet off. I'm wiping the mud out of his eyes. I'm like, bro, you got to respond to me. You can't die here. I'm screaming. I'm crying. I'm like, it's just like the movies. I'm screaming for help. Nobody's there. It, it, was, it was intense, man. And this car passes by on the banking up ahead. And he didn't see me. Five minutes later, a car passes. But the passenger is the wife. She ends up look because it's a, it's, a, it's a turn that you have to look through. The driver has to look through the turn. But the passenger saw the bikes on the side of the road and she was like, What's going on? She saw my hands waving. They pull over. Luckily for us, they had floaties in the car from their kids. They threw the floaties in there. Now I have to prep my buddy against the land. He comes out to help me, the driver. And he's like, All right, come, I'll get you out. We situate him. I was like, Hey, he, gets, he puts his hands out. And he's like, well, come on. I was like, well, like, the funny thing is you have to come in here and get me. He's like, why? I was like, well, I have no legs. And he was like, what? What do you mean you have no legs? What? what? He was so confused, right? Because <laughs> what's going on? Why you have no legs riding a motorcycle in the water trying to save somebody? That don't make no sense to me. So he pulls, he pulls me up. We get out. I call the cops. 
situate that. Now I have to face with the beast, my wife. So I end up driving. I, 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 I had my sister come handle situations at the, at, the, at the crash site. I drove my motorcycle to storage, grab my car, get in the car, take my helmet off, call my wife, say, hey, wife, hey, baby. Dre went down. How did he fall, Joe? Well, he was behind me and he went down. I didn't tell her I was riding and I wasn't lying. Technically, he fell behind me, right? So mm. he fell behind me and she hangs up. She calls him back. Hey, Joe, are you riding? And I was like, um, she's like, were you riding? And I said, yeah. She hangs up. Boom. I'm like, okay, that's it. It's happening. I'm going to lose my son. I'm going to lose my wife. I lost my leg. Mm. I lost everything. It's over for me. But I still need to, I still need to make sure my best friend's alive. So go to the hospital. I'm waiting. She calls me back. She's like, I went through Dre's iPad for his insurance information for you. And I saw footage of you riding the motorcycle the day before. And I said to myself, I'm like, Dre, my best friend, I'm like, really, bro? Why would you have that in your iPad? You knew my situation. Why would you do that? So I was really upset, but I couldn't be too mad at him because he's fighting for his life. So I said, you know what? Nip it in the bud. Everything happens for a reason. Whatever it is. Came back home. And I, she's like, bring the bike home. He's in the hospital. He's situated. Bring the bike home. Give me the keys. I gave her the keys and I sat down. As I sat in my garage, that's the first time I actually questioned God. So I said to God, I was like, actually cursed him, believe it or not. I cursed him and I said, hey, if you exist, right, why would you, one, make me survive such a crazy accident to put me through all this? Like, show me that you, show me a sign that you are here and you are the big man. I started, I started teasing him. Like, show me big man. You're the God, right? Show me that you exist then because if you don't, I've lost everything. And at this point, I'm willing to kick the bucket, right? I'm at my last, last, last straw. Understand that in depression that when you're in a situation, when you're in a place like this, nothing nothing matters your your mind is sick and it's poison so for me i sat and i was thinking because if if he didn't answer me i was going to do it and then i sat and i saw my son and my wife coming through the garage area levi's oh my son name is levi he's soaking drenched in water he's playing the sprinkles and my wife is like mad as hell because obviously i'm riding behind her back my buddy's in the hospital we're getting divorced so she's a little bit upset so she comes in, but you could tell she still loves me because she's looking at me like, oh my God, I can't believe this has happened. So Levi says to me, daddy, he sees a bike for the first time. He's like, daddy, you got the bike back? Wow, can I go for a ride? Can I go for a ride? I'm like, Levi, if you only knew what's going on with your family right now, you would not ask that question. Don't do it. The wife, my wife is like this standing next to me, uh, standing next to him, looking at me as I'm sitting. She storms off. She goes upstairs. So now Levi's like, dad, mommy left. Can you go? Can you take me for a ride? Like Levi, not right now. Now's not the best time. I was like, go ask your mom. You go ask her. He comes back. She said, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, your mom said yes? Impossible. Go ask her again. He goes, come back. Mommy said yes. So at this point, I'm like, you know what he thought? I'm like, I'm gonna get a divorce anyway. If he comes to visit me, I'm gonna be able to ride on my bike anyway. So I was like, you know what? Let's go for a ride, son. Put him on the back, gear him up as I'm riding around the, the house. And that moment, that was a sign I needed. I'm like, with Levi on my back, I'm on my favorite thing. As I'm riding, nothing else mattered in the world. I felt so good. I felt, I felt amazing. Even though my best friend's friend is like, I'm, I'm getting a divorce. Everything's bad, but I feel so good. And in that moment, I was like, this bike is definitely my cure. And my son is passionate about it too. Yes, 
we don't get to play football, but his passion is for bikes too. And I'm passionate about the bikes. So I can share this with them. So that moment, it healed me. And I said to God, I was like, thank you for answering me. Thank you so much. So as I'm circling the block, my wife comes out recording. And I'm like, another sign. I'm like, that means she knew that I would want to see that because she knew I'm fighting for my life. And she knew what the bike meant to me. She knew how passionate I'm about my son. She recalls me. I'm like, immediately I put the bike back up. And I went to her, I was like, Nick, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. She's like, for what? I was like, you didn't have to record me. You didn't have to do that. Look what's going on. I'm putting you through so much and you're still supporting me. I gave her the keys. I was like, you, I'll ride, I don't ever have to ride again. But in deep in the back of my head, the fact that I knew that she allowed that in a sense, I knew that one day I'll be able to ride again. She's like, yo, you need to do one thing. She's like, you need to get therapy. If you get therapy, we'll situate everything else. Ever mm. since then, therapy saved my relationship, therapy saved my life, and now we are unbreakable. You hear me? Unbreakable. So now I'm able to ride, and as soon as she gave me the green light, that's when Instagram picked up. I started posting and posting it. It's inspiring, inspiring, inspiring. And she saw that she saw the, the worth that Instagram was giving because now we have tons of people in my DMs every single day who lost their arms, who lost their legs, who lost mm. both their legs, and are being inspired by my videos when in return they are inspiring me. Because this one dude I was talking to became paralyzed and I complained to him about my pain. Mm. And he's like, dude, I will do anything to feel your pain. Mm. I'm like, what? Because, yeah, perspective. Okay. That immediately, and ever since then, I don't ever complain about it because he wants what I, what I don't want. Yeah. What am I complaining for? Understand yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. And that's what I mean. Uh, you obviously have amazing family and, and wife. Uh, and she she's also behind a little bit your social media yes uh, success yeah, yeah <laughs> bro man she's a she is a queen man you know our wives are ah, mm. i'm blessed i'm blessed i have a my village i cannot take no credit at all my village is what boosts me and because they boost me all i'm doing is they pour into me i'm pouring into others and that's all i that's all i believe i pour in you pour back and that's what it is about. It's all about sharing energy, right? And mm -hmm. I always say, I watched the interview that you did and you were talking about that we're among superhumans, right? That's mm -hmm. something I've been screaming for a long time. I, I, people who mm -hmm. are in these situations, it takes a different type of mental to keep pushing beyond the extra. So I've mm -hmm. learned that I can just push beyond pain and beyond that pain, there's more pushing to happen and you can keep pushing and pushing. The only thing you're going to do is for, for, for pain is die. If you're willing to die, just keep pushing. Like literally, all you have to do is keep yeah. pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And that's all I do. That's all yeah. I do. So, that's yeah, fantastic. Um, and, and, but you you are very active in social media, and um, I mean, uh, what what is the whole idea behind that? So my 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 main goal behind the social media is really to I don't care for the likes or the plays. I just care about changing lives, right? And I set forth to change one life and it turned out that I'm changing many lives and how I know for certain is because I'll, I'll be sharing this soon. I'll like a lot of testimonies that are in my DMs, I plan on putting them in on my highlights, but people like somebody will say, hey man, I same situation. I got three kids. I used to play football, um, but you are giving me a different type of hope that I need. And for me, I run with, I say hope is the currency because you give a broke man hope, that's all you need to give him. You tell him, hey, you can make a million dollars if you do X, Y, Z, and I'm broke, 
I'm going to do X, Y, Z because you gave me hope. You so you showed me that it was possible, right? So when I change one life, I'm like, this, you can't put a price on that. I'm already a millionaire, you thought? Like, that's it. One life was all I needed. Now everybody's lives is being impacted in different ways. I try to communicate with every single person in my DMs. And if it's not me, I have my wife trying to help me communicate. Certain people she can't talk to because she just doesn't know how to relate to. I was like, don't even touch that type of conversation. I'll, re- I'll, I'll talk to that person and I'll, you know, but something like if somebody says, they come at lit fire emoji. That's something she could reply to and say, ah, thank you. But somebody who says some deep personal stuff, those are the time I take the time every single day in the afternoon, I go to my garage and I just reply to, to DMs. I call some people because you never know what a call could change. It could change somebody's life. They think because I have so many followers, he would never reply. He would never reach out. Nope, I reply to every single person, you thought, every single person. And that's all I'm doing. I'm just trying to change lives and make people feel good because the cover makes me feel good and I can put it out there that I am feeling good. So then you can feel good for me and then I can make you feel good. <laughs> so it's all about sharing energy. Yeah. And you talked about the cover. And I mean, what, what, what does, uh, uh, I mean, the, the whole prosthetic uh, the experience, so to say, I mean, see that a little bit with us. Uh, the, 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 I guess you went through several prosthetic legs. Yeah. So... Um, I, I wouldn't say I went through many legs. I went through many sockets, right? Because mm-hmm. of my situation, I, I don't have the ability to get the running legs and all the fancy stuff because they only give you or approve you of those things based on your, your quality of life. My right leg is completely damaged, so I'm not able to run. I actually have this brace right here, right? Mm-hmm. This helps with the ankle because my ankle is fused. So what it does okay. is it... it, it doesn't cause too much bending it stops the bending yeah. now the, the the sucky thing about this is that because it's like all carbon fiber and rubber pieces in here and my foot is numb before it's too late i feel the pain after the effect it, it's, mm-hmm. it's weird like I'm, I'm i'll wear it for a couple of hours i wouldn't feel the pain till it's too late it's almost like i could stand on a nail the damage mm-hmm. is already done and i feel the power of the nail in my foot two hours later by then i'm already infected and done so that's the mm-hmm. only thing about my foot um it's, it's, it's painful wearing this, but it helps me. If I can walk 100 meters, this enables me to walk 500 meters, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Of it. but I still can't yeah. run. Um, with Now, with the prosthetic leg, I, I'm a skinnier person, so I do, my bone rubs a lot. I do suffer from those type of irritations. But um, overall, my experience with this prosthetic has been great. You know, it's, it's, it's I understood early that this, is no is now my new thing i cannot i depend on this so heavily like i need the leg i am i'm addicted to this prosthetic leg because without it my life is so complicated i can't hop i can't run i can't jump i'm on crutches everything has to be timed and you would think that dang joe your life is so complicated on on feet why would you ride something crazy like a motorcycle it's because what it does to my mind it stimulates my mind and your mind has to be pure your mind is in control of everything I don't care how strong you are. If you're physically strong and look good, but your mind is sick, you are just as weak as a fly. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, the prosthetic has definitely boosted me. It, it, it gives me the support that I need, and it's part of my life. I'm addicted to it. Did it have to be uh, altered so you could ride the bike? We, yeah, we're in the process of getting a, a leg that could do more bending now, yeah. I think I'm at that point in my life where I've kind of mastered you know, walking. In a sense, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to upgrade now. Yep, that's where I'm at right now. 
All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So and um, and then then you got the cover recently, and uh, how important is that? Oh man, the cover, the cover to me. That's the key. That's the key to all of this, right? So with the with the without the cover, it just looks like a prosthetic. Everybody knows what a prosthetic leg looks like. But the cover, you the stares, the looks that you get, the attention that you get is no longer. I feel sorry for him. It's more of the, wow, what is that? And now we open the door for a different type of conversation, right? So it's now, hey somebody feels more comfortable to approach you and say, wow, so how did it happen? Rather than when they see the leg, it's almost like taboo. They, they, they look away and like, oh, I don't want to ask him because it might be inappropriate or he might feel a certain way. But the cover, there's like, yo, where did you get it? Where was it made? Wow, I love the colors. It just opens conversations. So it's a whole different environment, a whole different approach. And now even for pictures, aesthetically, it looks, it, it just looks better. You know, it, the way, because you shape it like the foot, I know some people, they get the ones that look like their skin color and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. But for me, mm -hmm. that's why I chose the gold. I want it to be bold. I want you to see me from a mile away, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to look at me yeah. like, what, what is that? Yeah, this is unique. This is, is literally, it's different. This is me. This is my vibe. This is how I express myself. And I am big. My, one of my slogans for my company is tell your story and style, right? And unique gives me the style to tell my story. And that's what it's all about. Like, it just gives me, I'm all about appearance. My goal for Unique was literally one day I can have 10 legs, right? My photo shoots and my reels, when I say 10 legs, 10 covers, my photo shoots and reels will be all over this world. I have so many people saying, yo, when I get my leg, I'm going to get a cover. Just off of, just off of the strength of me modeling it and promoting it. And especially with my brand that I'm creating, it's, it's going to be a black and gold theme. Right, that's the mm. collection because it's, it's it's representation of my black and gold motorcycle. So you're creating your own clothing line. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, very cool. And it's it's adaptive wear. It's adaptive wear for amputees because with me right now, my dress time it takes so long. I used to be able to shower five minutes and get out. Now mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna walk up. I'm on this. I'm on that to put my clothes on. You know this. All amputees they roll their pants up. It just I'm, I am big on aesthetics. I don't like things looking out of, you know, like mm -hmm. if I pull up my Adidas pants, you can see the strings. No, I want to eliminate all that. I want to, like on my motorcycle jacket suit, it's a zipper. No suits are like that. It's because when I take that zipper out, hey, look at my gold leg. It's fresh. It's clean. It doesn't take away from the safety. You can still see me. I can still ride comfortably. It's just about, and I can get ready way faster. And it's all about speed and efficiency for me. So I'm going to create an adaptive wear. Yes, regular people can wear it because it's going to be stylish. But the people that need it, it's a, it's, it's a need in the market. And once you tackle something that's that. need, it's golden, man. It's golden. So uh, you could maybe say that one of the big uh, hindrances uh, for you to live a full life is just the clothes that you have access to. Big time. It takes time. too long. It takes too long, man. And mm -hmm. I, I just mm -hmm. want to make it efficient and easy for somebody. Like if you broke your arm, Mm -hmm. You have to put your hands now because I know what that's like. I have the rods. I still can't stretch right. So what we can do is put on a jacket, zip that bad boy up, put on your pants, mm -hmm. zip it up. I don't want you to do too much bending or anything. I just want you to relax and look good. So that's my goal, man. And with the leg, promotion is going to be crazy. Everywhere you see me, you're going to see my gold leg. You're going to see whatever leg I have on. So, so what's the name of your brand? Do you have titanium, a name? titanium Tough. T -O -U -G -A. Titanium Tough. 
Yep, titanium tough the brand. I can't wait till you see it. Name. I'm gonna destroy it, not crush, destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Cool. But uh, so so fashion prosthetics is fashion. Yes, yes, it's gonna be fashion. Yep, I have. I actually have people saying, "Dude, you make me want to lose my leg." <laughs> you know, it's like you make it look like it's in. Losing your leg is in. For you to say that to me, because losing a leg is not a good thing, right? But for you to say that I can make it look good, that's compliments. I love it. I'll keep pushing it. I'll keep promoting it because that's what it is. You just need to see me for who I am, and I'm giving other amputees the compliments. Like ever since I've been doing that, everybody's now posting their stories. Like this one video that I went viral, it had 10 million plays on my personal page, 3 million plays on my bike page. And then with the, I have, on the motorcycle community, if you don't know who Titanium is, it sounds crazy because I am like, I am the image that, I'm the person that you don't want to end up like, but if you do end up like, you can look like me, right? That's just what it is. Yeah. And the motorcycle community, that's, that's who I am. So all these pages, I have many pages with well over a million followers, well over 5 million followers, it's, it's crazy. Anytime they see me and they see content that they would like to post, they just take my image, just like how Unique could kind of take my content and post it. They post it, and guess what they see? They see me, they see my story, they see my image, and what mm -hmm. am I wearing? Everybody's always interested in that. I don't care for the regulars who aren't injured. It's the people who are injured, who are going through it. Those are the people, those are the eyes I want to capture. So that's mm -hmm. who I market to. You're having a very active conversation with them. Um um so you're saying that you respond to everyone and i mean Every, how everything. important is the body image to them it's um the image is important because again you once you once you suffer from a once you have amputation it, you lose a part of yourself right and a big part of yourself is image right so you lose your leg mm -hmm. that's your image a part of your image is gone now having the leg having the prosthetic vibes having the connection having the the, the, the look it would just, it, I just want to be a painting piece. You Google somebody with, you Google legs, Google, because when I went on Google to Google gold legs, Google unique, there isn't a lot of um, images out there of your guys' product, right? Like you can Google it, but you don't see, if I go to your company's website, yes, I can see the different types of legs, but I don't get to see many people. Like if I was to Google um, Ferraris, I'll see a, a list of Ferraris come up in my images. If I Google unique leg or prosthetic legs, I'll see a bunch of legs, but I don't see unique cupboards. Right? So mm -hmm. my goal is, once you Google it, the first thing you see is unique and titanium. Literally. Mm -hmm. That's my goal. So that that's, I, I want to be your go-to. Not that I want the fame or the glory. It's just that, hey, here's, here's how you can do it. I don't want you to go through the necessary, the negative things that I went through in terms of building a brand or just getting back into it. Like, it could be done. That's all you need to focus on. And it, it, it does help. It does help having a bar, you know, like laying in your hospital bed, fighting for your life, and seeing something attainable that's hope right there i'm going to shoot for that and i can share all those messages with you when we're done like every single person says it is like you give me hope to be better man and that's mm -hmm. all it is fantastic uh -huh. what, what is would be an advice to a new amputee uh now it's not that long time ago since you were in that position but you have your transformation is incredible yeah, thank you, man. My advice to a new amputee would be to let him know that, yo, this life is not going to be easy, 
but if you keep pushing, it's going to be worth it, right? But you have to push, you have to push. There's gonna be times where you're gonna feel like giving up and it's okay to tap into those feelings. You can live in it for a little bit, but you can't dwell in that, right? You just have to keep pushing because as an amputee or a survivor, just generally, you aren't allowed to tap into those feelings too much because it can crush you if you're not properly prepared. Only when you're ready to really tap into that feeling, then you go into and, and untwine everything. But in interim, try not to focus on what that what happened and just focus on what you could possibly do, right? It's what you're able to do now, not what you what you used to be able to do. Because I used to sit and think about what I was able to do and it would make me dumb. I remember the days I used to be jumping and running now. So what can I do now, Joe? Well, my upper body is strong as hell. You know, I can do, I can do crazy dips. I can walk on my hands. Thank God. If I, I just, I'm just so grateful to have hands, man. Like showing appreciation and understanding that you can push the, the, the reward is always great on the next, on the, on the other side. So that's, that would be my first thing I say to a new amputee. Just keep pushing. It's going to be worth it. Don't stop pushing. You're not allowed to stop pushing. That's it. Very good. <laughs> I think. That is a great way to end this, uh, but except you have anything else you'd like to share? Um, I think I would, one, I would like to probably have more conversations with you. I know you're a busy man, but I feel like I'm in search of a serious mentor right now. And you, my friend, you are the man, primarily not because of your stats and your, your, the stuff is that you're innovative and you, you're gonna go down in the books, you're always gonna be remembered for somebody who was creative and you, you've impacted lives. And anybody who's like that on that status, that's all I wanna do. I wanna die with a purpose, right? For you, you're cashing out. I already know you're gonna to go to heaven because you already, you, so just to put you on, I know you're gonna to go to heaven because of, what, of the good that you're doing. And not because you're doing bad, that doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that you're not gonna to go to heaven, right? It's all about balance. And I think for you now, you created so much good. I'm not saying you can go kill a person and still have in hell in heaven, but you're doing so good. Even even nobody's perfect, so you can have your bad days. You can do your bad things or what you consider bad, but you've done so much good. You've created a balance. And anybody who's on that tip, I could recognize that. I want to kind of be like that, you know. So whatever you could possibly do to give me tips and pointers and to be a better person, a better a better a better ambassador, whatever it takes, just give me give me whatever juices you have man whatever keys you have to be successful i want to be successful just like you so please help me out any oh, we, are, we are already working on that and <laughs> okay. uh, as you know and uh, it's uh, because of people like like you that i i get out of bed in in, in the morning and um, we we would be nothing without uh, people like you that elevate this work mm -hmm. and give us ideas how to uh, improve it more and um, because you know there's still a lot we yeah. can do yeah um prosthetics is replacing uh god's creation <laughs> it's not easy <laughs> <laughs> and uh we, yes. we are we are somewhere on that journey but um mm. we, are, we are nowhere done and it's okay. uh, through people like you that we get inspired and uh, we get ideas how to to make it better like you say push it push on push on push, that's push, what it's push, all about push. that's what it's like all about mm -hmm. i do have some questions for you but i don't know if you want to do it after recording or up to you yeah we, we can just uh, take uh, after okay but um, okay. i just want to 
thank you, Joseph, for being who, who you are and, um, and being so brave. Um, thank you. Pushing on. Thank you. Jumping on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, moving on with, uh, I think that's absolutely the key to, to hold on to your passion and your dreams. Thank you so much. And you, you have done that and you're showing that to others and inspiring others. Um, just want to thank you and uh, for taking the time here with me today. I appreciate you, Ethan. And I also want to thank you because similar to how some of the people feel like maybe because of his following, he would never reply. I never think I would talk to the CEO of the company as well so you just being having this open door policy is such a great feeling and it's rewarding man like you just keep doing what you're doing don't change i, I don't even have to tell you that your, your energy i can feel your energy through the phone so just keep doing what you're doing man and i am proud of you i'm proud of your company and i am happy to represent you full-fledged whatever you need i'm all about you thanks thanks to and likewise reach out to me anytime Yes, yes. Uh, with that said, uh, thank you and uh, we end this podcast now. Okay. Well, thank you for having me.